Hey, sis, are you the one that's on tap to host the holiday meal this year? Already freaking out a little bit, maybe a little stressed? Well, I'm excited to bring you some really concrete ideas to hopefully help manage all that drama, the trauma, and the dysfunction that comes along with the holidays. But before we jump into today's episode, I am thrilled to be able to introduce to you finally our Productivity and Proverbs 31 Facebook community. This is going to be the best place for our community to gather, to ask questions, to get help, to share recipes, to get advice. And I see in my inbox where folks will ask questions. And I've been waiting on this just because I wanted to get a couple of thousand downloads in to make sure we were actually speaking to people and helping folks. So I'm excited that this is going to be hopefully and even make an even bigger impact and will be more of a blessing to you than just words. This is going to give us a way to connect. So I'm excited and I would love for you to just go ahead and hit pause. Hit pause, go on over there, find the group Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast community and jump in because we can't wait to have you as a neighbor. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. So hopefully you just joined the podcast community over there on Facebook world or whatever we're calling it these days, but you've joined that community and you're getting our emails on the regular so you know what's up and what's happening. But today I want to help you have a plan, even if hospitality is not your spiritual gifting, to avoid drama and handle your holidays with grace. Now, I don't know, but if I were in, I would be totally freaked out if I was the one having to have the dinner, the lunch, the supper, the breakfast, whatever you're going to celebrate the holidays with this year, because I was you. I think I've told you this many times before, but the gift of hospitality is not one that I have in spades. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and I can develop skills that help me develop the gift of hospitality, but it's not one that comes naturally to me. So I want to give you a very straightforward plan with advice that will be a blessing to you. So as you are attempting this feat, you've invited people over or your husband invited people over. The first thing that I want you to do is to pray, to truly pray about what is your weak spot? Where are you vulnerable? Where do you get wigged out? Where do you just, you know, it's a pitfall. If you and your mother-in-law are breathing the same air, you know, you're going to have an ulcer. Now, my mother-in-law is fabulous, so I don't have that problem. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on the podcast, because we certainly had our time and our years. But being a blessing to others comes from knowing what are your blind spots? Where do you feel judged? What are you insecure about in your home? 
Pray about that. Give up the areas that are pride and just ask the Lord to give you a servant's heart, to give you a heart that's going to love and be able to enjoy and serve those guests that you have coming into your home, even if it is family. I don't have the gift of hospitality in spades, but my husband does. He's wonderful. He has a great attitude. He's already asked, do you want to have a Super Bowl party this year? No, I don't. And I said that, but I said it with qualifications. But anyway, just teasing. So here's the plan. Here's how we are going to attack being a gracious hostess for the holidays. First, backwards plan. We've already prayed. That was actually first. First is to pray, to cover it in prayer, to cover your time in prayer. And then look at what is the time that you have, what's your time frame and backwards plan. Really looking at what does actually need to be done and what can be put off. Then we're going to make some lists, not just in your head, because that's what I did for years. And if you just have all of these lists in your head and you're the only one managing it and you're the only one that's rifling through everything that has to be done, then when somebody asks you, what can I do or go, your husband or your kids, you're in, you're yelling, you're snapping. My favorite phrase of old before I learned these strategies was, I don't know, pick something, look around, there's plenty to do. Just pick an area, work there. It's not rocket science. Or even worse, when they got tired of being yelled at and they all scurried off to hide and I would find them. What are you doing sitting on the couch? Don't you? So you don't want to do that. I'm just saying it's not your best moment. So make your list. And these lists should include things such as who is coming? When are they coming? How long are they staying? What cleaning needs to be done? What laundry needs to be taken care of? Because keeping that under control actually does help with the stress I found. And then make menus. Yes. Did you hear the S? Make your menus. This was one that I took years to figure out. I would plan very well for the big meal. Think in my head, because remember it's all in my head and nobody else could see it. So I'm the martyr, but I would think, oh, we'll have leftovers on Friday. Well, you have to think through what does that look like? What leftovers? Are you going to have hot browns? Do you need fresh tomatoes? What happens if, if you don't have enough ham? Then you kind of can't have a hot brand. That's a famous dish here in Kentucky. Or if you're going to have leftover sandwiches, do you have enough bread? Do you have backup mayonnaise? Of course, you know it has to be Duke's. But do you have all of your meals truly planned out? It's easy to say, let's have eggs and bacon. But if you didn't plan and you don't have extra eggs, then you can't feed a group of 12 or 15 or even eight with three eggs in the refrigerator. So having a detailed menu list and really thinking through and pulling the ingredients out. Do you have chicken soup and it calls for mushroom soup or vice versa? For Aunt Matilda's famous stuffing that she's going to assemble when she gets there, maybe she's asked you to get cream of celery soup. I'm sorry, I have to go get that. So make sure that when you're doing your menus, you're actually planning for every meal where you have to feed people. Now you're going to divide the workload. That's what these lists also are great for. It lets you ask for help. It enables you to spread it out, ask for help, not be a martyr. It helps you when you have these lists and you have things written down, you can also assign other people to jobs as they come in and they want something to do. You can say, you know what? I've got a list right there on the fridge. See what See what's next on the list that needs to be done. Gives you a little more stress-free heart, stress-free attitude on that. All right, number two, you're going to actively try to control all of the variables that you can. The things that you're actually in charge of and can control. Now you want to do this without being bossy, rude, and obnoxious. 
Here's some examples. What do I mean by that? Let's say that you want all the kids together on your hardwoods or on your linoleum instead of your carpet. Well, then it might be that you want to set up a kid's table whereby they're all there and that mess is controlled. Maybe it's that you want the kids with them, but near their parents. So do you need towels in their chairs or towels under their chairs? Or in my case, maybe both. Let's say that you've just cleaned your carpets or you've just moved in and it's a brand new home and you don't want people wearing their shoes in your house. But they had a sign that said, please take your shoes off and leave them here. And they had one of those mudroom containers where you could just take your shoes off and slip them right off. The most stellar idea I ever gleaned was in Ohio with this quintessential hostess. She was fabulous. And she did not want, of course, your dirty shoes in her house. So she provided two things. If you insisted on wearing your shoes, she had those little paper covers, those little booties that go over your shoes that you could absolutely wear. Or she also had the little fluffy warm socks. So she had a whole basket full of fun, colorful holiday socks. I implemented that years ago and it's a staple in my house. I have a basket full of socks and if somebody loves them so much, they can actually take them home. And that's their little gift of the evening. So you can control having shoes and dirty, dirty shoes in your house. What if you have a family member who drinks way too much and Uncle Homer gets obnoxious when he drinks and he's loud or he falls asleep and he snores and then, of course, all the kids are making fun of him? What if you remove the alcohol variable? What if you serve a fun festive punch, maybe something with cranberries and oranges floating on the top, tea and water? So you've provided amply with the beverages. They're just not alcoholic. And if that really upsets him, then maybe... He'll go home and drink. Oh, that's a thought. Take that drama to their house. And then another variable that I never dreamed about controlling, and it makes such a difference, to completely set your table a day or two in advance. Your napkins, your forks, your if you need a butter dish, if you need a bowl for bread, whatever you need, let's get it out there and get it set up on the table. And then that helps you make sure you have enough chairs for everybody, that there's places for folks to sit, that you have all of the things that you need, and you're not rushing around asking somebody to set the table right before you're getting ready to sit down and enjoy a meal. Another thing is to make up and mix up as many food items as you can so that you're not doing all of that the day of as well. And when you're making your menu list, it's a really strategic idea for you to maintain control of the cold things. Spread that baking out amongst the homes of the people who are going to be coming because that way everything is relatively hot when it arrives and fill a cooler with ice prior to the event so that you have your cups are near the ice. You can have someone fill the cups, pre-fill the drinks, pre-pour the drinks for folks and actually take them to the place helping folks so that they're not trying to juggle plates and drinks all at the same time. Now, number three, think about your after meal entertainment. What will you do after you eat and after you've enlisted everybody's help to bring the dishes to the table? What will you do? Play cards, decorate a Christmas tree, make gingerbread men, watch sports games that are on TV, watch old movies. Oh, another plug for forever right there. You can get yourself a conversion box and get those old movies converted to a digital format so you can stick a USB into your smart TV and you can sit around and remember when back in the day. Regardless, you do need to think about what are you going to do afterwards. Maybe have a family puzzle or something that you can communally work on. Here's my best general tips. Make sure that if you're going to have someone say the blessing that you ask them privately beforehand 
if they would mind. That way you don't have that awkward, oh, well, I don't want to say the blessing. I don't want to say the blessing. I don't pray out loud. And then you're jogging for, oh my gosh, who's going to say the blessing? So if you want to avoid that awkward moment, ask somebody before. Don't be a jack in the box when it comes to sitting down and eating your meal. It's perfectly fine if you want to wait until the end to fix your plate, but it does make your guests uncomfortable. I know because I've done it. This is all speaking from experience. When you sit on the end of the table and you're up and down, up and down, up and down. But that is another general tip. Sit at the end of the table. So if you do need to get up, you can. Then establish a photographer for the day your own photographer. So establish a point person as a photographer, somebody who will take pictures of not only you, but themselves, all of the events of the day and will capture the day for you. If you have your forever account, you can create a collaborative album. And then as other folks are taking pictures, all of them can be uploaded into the same album. And then all of the family members can enjoy them. If you're going to have a Christmas card picture, if you're going to try to assemble all of the troops for your Christmas card photo, I would suggest that you try to do that maybe before you sit down, right before you sit down, when everybody still is looking good, nobody spilled a drink on themselves, their hair, their makeup, their lipstick, everything is together, then go ahead and do that. If you're eating at the noon hour where the sun's going to be out, then if you've listened to my photo tips podcast, you're going to know to move that photo to the shade or take it inside so that you're not all out squinting in the bright sun. One last thing is make sure that you have some disposable containers on the ready. That includes aluminum foil, paper plates, plastic plates, whatever you're having, plastic wrap or Ziploc baggies, whatever you need to send leftovers home with folks so that you're not left with all of that food, then please, then you'll be um, ready to do that. Now, maybe you have a shut-in or a person you know from your church that's elderly, a great thing to do too is to, you could load up a plate and take it to them. They, that would bring a lot of joy and happiness to their heart for this season. Now, let's just say maybe you have dodged the bullet. You do not have to entertain this season. You are just going. Well, I want to encourage you to be an incredibly wonderful guest. Be kind, be attentive to detail. Look for things that could be done without asking. Offer to bring a dish or food dessert, drinks, whatever they need. Definitely offer to help with cleanup and don't show up empty-handed. This is a lost art. Do not show up empty-handed. Come with a gift. A pack of photo cards you've created, some a nice bottle of wine, flowers, pajamas for the season to say kick back, maybe some nice slippers. Whatever it is, you can be as creative as you want. Just be a moocher. Show up and be a great guest. Make your lists. Get ready for this holiday season. I want you to enjoy the time that you have with your family and extended family and friends. That and going over to join the Facebook community would be two great ways actually apply this podcast. I can't wait to see you over in the community and to hear how you've maybe gleaned some from this holiday celebration. So you go be a blessing to others. And when you're blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Until next time, it's Kathy. guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. 
In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Thank you.